This is Super Yacht Radio. Welcome to Super Yacht Radio, and I um, have so enjoyed the past month. I have got to chat with crew and captains all over the world, and we are rolling this up this week because the nominations for the A Crew Crew Awards are coming up next week. However, I am just delighted to finally catch up with one of my last guests. Cherie Murray, who is up for both entrepreneur and social media influencer. And I'm pretty sure there's many more layers to this story. <laughs> so Cherie, <laughs> I'm so happy to finally catch you. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm so honored to have been asked to come on and share my story. There's nothing I love more than sharing my story, especially if it's going to inspire others. So um, you are also a yacht chef on a big boat. So uh, many skills going on. But if we start kind of back in the story of where you started from, uh, you're from originally the Whit Sundays, am I right, in Australia? Yeah. So I definitely claim myself to be Australian, but I am New Zealand born. But my yachting career started in the Whit Sundays. I'm a traditionally trained chef. And then about 13 years ago, I moved into yachting. Okay. And what got you like out of one kitchen and onto a galley? Because, you know, that can be quite a big transition, quite a different environment to work in too. Yeah, it's a totally different environment. But I'm so glad I took the plunge and just tested it out. You know, I started chefing because I knew it was going to allow me to travel the world and get into different styles of restaurants like cafes, chalets, villas, all that sort of thing. So I was on Daydream Island at the time. It's a small one kilometer long island as a chef. What a great name for an island. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a beautiful, beautiful spot. And I actually had a fellow chef friend. He went over to Hamilton Island which is where a lot of the private yachts come in and out of. And he was on a little motor yacht doing day charters. He left Daydream Island to do that. And I just thought to myself, what a freaking cool way to do chefing in a different platform as such, in a different environment. And I thought, okay, I'm going to test that out. And I'm the sort of person that once I make a decision, I'm just going to go for it. So I was at a time where I was ready to leave Daydream Island. I'd been there for about a year. Um, I'd worked my way up in the kitchen and I just felt I had nothing else to give that restaurant. So I left and I was looking in the newspaper back in that day, 13 years ago, they still advertised yacht jobs in newspapers. Wow. I didn't even know they had. But of course, you know, we didn't have social media or the Facebook, you know, groups or the, I mean, there was crew recruitment, but I don't think they were as huge as they are now. Yeah. And and in the Sundays, I'd never even heard of yachting or 
cooking on boats as a thing, but I had been told that you could find jobs in the good old Whit Sunday times. So, you know, I believe when you make a decision and take action, the universe always delivers. And lo and behold, there was a job going for a chef on a three-mastered 30-meter schooner. So, you know, it was 30 guests, three-day, three-night charters. It wasn't super yacht, super yacht standard, but it was a high standard of vessel for the Whit Sundays. And I applied and I got it. And that's how it all began. You didn't, I mean, it was as just putting in your CV, um, you know, off you go. And how was that transition to then working in a galley? Because this is the other, I think, amazing thing about yacht chefs. It's not only are you doing, you know, five, seven star food for guests and feeding a whole crew of different kind of foods, but yep. In comparison to a restaurant, you're in an itty bitty kitchen in comparison and your storage is different. And, you know, was it a really big transition, that first sort of boat? It was. And I'm going to be honest, I had to let my chef ego go a lot transitioning onto yachts. It's it's one of the best things that ever happened to me was moving onto a yacht and realizing that, you know, chefs do not rule the roost and there's other things that go on around you. Um, it actually made me a calmer chef and a more pleasant chef to be around moving on to yachts. I did have to learn about sailing. You know, I had to so learn. It was a that sailing I, yacht, your first it yacht? Was it wasn't a, a motor yeah, was yacht? A, oh, wow. Okay. It was a sailing yacht. So I had to learn to, you know, really make sure I was utilizing my time correctly. We would be going to the outer reef. So sometimes the weather would be but it would be too dangerous to be cooking things on the stove and stuff. So I had to learn to really make sure I was communicating with, you know, the chief officer, the captain, or we called it the first mate back there. It wasn't that big of a boat, but, you know, communicating with them and making sure that my timing was on point because it definitely is in restaurants. You can cook all day, every day, nothing's moving. But when you're on a sailing yacht and you're cooking brulees in the oven and they're about to put up the sails, there's nothing you can do because it's a sailboat. The guests are there to sail. It's not about it's not about the chef. It's not about the cooking as such at that point. It's about the guests' enjoyment. So I had to really learn to work on my timing, become coming from kitchens. My mise en place that I'd learned in restaurants was the lifesaver, you know, knowing those techniques and things that I could pre-prep in advance was a game changer. So I had to get on point with my mise en place even more and just learn to work with the other crew, learn to work within my time constraints. Okay. Although you are a yacht chef, this isn't what you've been nominated for this year. You've actually been nominated for entrepreneur. So can you kind of step us up to not only were you chefing, which is quite an intense full-time job, yep. but then you had a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the sort of person that has a lot of ideas. So I've done a lot of things in the online space by creating my own products and sometimes affiliating with other products. So therefore selling other companies' products. You know, I hit a point, it was about seven years ago, where I just knew I wanted to do something else. I knew that chefing wasn't the end game for me. For people listening, like, and all our fellow yachties, we know yachting is hard. It's freaking amazing, and I wouldn't change my experience for the world. And I love that I get to tap in and out 
but it's hard on our bodies, especially as chefs, standing all day. Um, and I just felt I wasn't really fulfilling my purpose. I knew my body wasn't going to keep up for it for the rest of my life, but I also knew I wanted to do more and be more. And it kind of sounds a bit woo-woo, but I just had this feeling that I wanted to do something else. I wanted to create my own thing. I didn't always want to be working for someone else. So I started online selling other people's products in the health and wellness space. I started health and wellness coaching. It was really aligned to me back then being a chef. I'm into nutrition. I'm into people feeling good. I'm into helping people feel good. So that was really aligned. And that's how I got started. And then, <clears throat> and this was all while working charters and regattas as well. It was in the pockets of my time. And it wasn't always easy and it wasn't always pretty, but I just made it happen. When you're driven and you've got that goal of, you know, I always had the vision of having more time with my friends and family. I was over saying no to attending events. I was over missing friends' birthdays, you know. Mm. My niece was about to be born. I knew something had to change in order to give me more time, freedom and choice. So I started in the health and wellness industry, uh, coaching people, and it just started to build really organically in the pockets of my time. And then I moved into creating my own product, which was a little bit more work. Of course, there's research, market research and then product design. And I created like a three-day health and wellness program with my own recipes. And I also weaved some personal development into that because when you're making any sort of lifestyle change, whether it's health and wellness especially, there's some mindset switches that have to go into that. And that personal development is what changed my life about six, seven years ago, was learning all those tools. So I like to weave those into my programs. So I and, uh, presume as you were developing this, you were also kind of um, learning different techniques, figuring out how to structure this in a way that made sense as well, and how to put it into yeah. kind of a, a mini course of sorts. Yes, yes. I hired two business coaches back then. Um, they were two people that I had seen. They had achieved what I wanted to do. They had created their own digital products. And that's what I always say to people, like on my social media platforms or one-on-one, -on -one, is find the people that have achieved what you want to achieve and do what they've done. Because that's the keys to success right there is following what people have that you want. So I hired them. They taught me all about, you know, first of all, the product development, the branding. We were creating click funnels. You know, there was a whole sales process. We got everything set up. Um, and it was so much fun, like just learning something else, like putting on another hat and having something to focus my time and energy into, you know, after work, learning that new skill. Because sometimes it can get easy on boats too and it's also fun of course going out and having drinks with crew and meeting new people but sometimes that's all I was doing so to be putting my energy into something else was so much fun then I mean presumably part of this as well was developing the social media side of it as well and I'm um, was it who was your kind of focus target audience were you looking at yachties because that's where you had been from or was this kind of you 
we're keeping it open to everyone. Yeah. So in the beginning, it was focused just around women predominantly. When I was doing the health and wellness coaching, it was busy women that didn't have time to be cooking meals. You know, they just wanted quick, healthy meals. They were tired. They were feeling frustrated, maybe trapped in their career. And over the time, my ideal client has changed. I've worked a lot on my avatar. And obviously, my businesses have also changed. I'm no longer really health and wellness coaching. I'm doing the online business coaching because my passion is startups, is helping people take that idea and turn it into reality. Like I love helping people doing branding, figuring out who their ideal client is, figuring out their copywriting. Copywriting is something that I've really studied in the last two years and hired a lot of really good coaches to teach me the skill set in order to write copy that, you know, attracts their ideal clients. So over the years, it has moved, especially in the last 12 months, more into yacht crew, more into driven women in yachting. I also attract a lot of people that are just into traveling, but more driven yacht women that are just wanting to add something else because I kind of found a hole in the market where people were having these ideas for their own product or they were wanting to get into affiliate marketing, which I also help with if people don't want to create their own product, but they want to create some sort of secondary income. There was no one doing that. And at the end of the day, your ideal client is who you were a few years ago. Hmm. So yeah, I'm all into helping like the driven women in yachting, not to say that I wouldn't help men, but driven women in yachting take their ideas, take their passions, take that idea and monetize it or help them, you know, associate with an established company and a product and show them how to brand themselves on social media so they can be selling that product and any products they later create. Because there's something I see people fall into this trap of, especially if they get into affiliate marketing or network marketing, they'll be a product of the product. They'll only be talking about shakes or pills, whatever it is. So they're known as the chick that sold shakes. I like to help people brand themselves as their brand, which is, you know, normally their name, so they can have an umbrella of products under it. And it's a trap I felt. The old thing of don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, of um, keeping a certain amount of diversification so that you're not relying just on one thing. I think that was the big lesson for a lot of people last year too, that, you know, the more you had, some things will work out more than you think others won't. You need to kind of keep yourself broad, but still focused. Exactly. And my personal brand saved me when COVID hit, you know, I was relying a lot on regardas and then my two online income streams. So obviously, regardless, were cut off, no more for the foreseeable future, but my online incomes increased. So mm-hmm. having that personal brand where I have a few different umbrellas and products under it, like saved me. And you're right. People are seeing the value more and more of that, especially after COVID. And the other big side of it, I, I would think is, you know, we, we talked about um, transitioning from being on board to life after yachting. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you know, they have their skill set and they're the, you know, G 
chief officer or stew or whatever. But the transition of, you know, going on land and doing something can be really difficult. So if there's something that can start building up as they're kind of going through that process, um, yes, I think is, you know, this has definitely been a time of change over the past year in particular as people stop and go, am I really doing what I want to do? Am I going the direction I want to go? Uh, what else can I do? Or maybe that great idea I had, I should start trying to put it together. Yes, exactly. Because these things take time. And I was building things up for a few years before I transitioned more into land. Of course, I'm freelancing, but it's because of a choice. And to have that choice is amazing. And it's all because I started before I was ready to move onto land. It is. You've got to start putting the, if I could say one thing, it's put the wheels in motion now. It's, it's kind of too late once you're already on land and then you're building something. Any business takes time to build. Mm. Any business. It's, sometimes it's a good 12 months till you see a proper return investment. So start building that idea. Start building at least your personal brand and a social media presence before you even move on to land. Good advice. I, I was thinking of, um, I remember coming up to my, uh, our second year and an old friend in the industry, you know, turns to us and goes, so, you know, how long have you been going? I'm like, well, we're about a year and a half now. And he goes, that's, that's a good sign. Once you get to two years, the yachting industry, that's what you need to get to, to even be recognized as being established. And it was actually quite nice to have that okay, actually, I'm doing pretty good. We're almost at two years, you know, that I think understanding sometimes the timelines of how long things t take um, can be really helpful too. Oh, definitely, definitely. And some people can, you know, don't get me wrong, some people can launch things and have massive success quick. And that's amazing. But I think it's really great to celebrate the people that start the things never give up and then they start having the success a year or two later. Not, normally it's a year to see a ROI on a, an investment in a business. But, yeah, it's just being realistic of those timelines and appreciating the whole journey. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I'm, I'm smiling thinking, gosh, I, I wish I knew you when I was starting out. That would have been so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was there before we started Google. How do you start an online radio station? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, kind of my question I've been asking all my guests, and uh, I love the different answers of you've now been uh, in some ways on both sides of the industry. You know, you've been on board. You've also been building up your own business during that time. For younger crew coming into the industry, what kind of piece of sage advice or two would you give them for those that are just kind of looking at coming in or starting out? Oh, I've got so many good, <laughs> especially like reflecting that we have a couple of new people on board right now. And I bet a lot of us have been giving them advice as well. It would be save 10% of your income, whatever that 10% is, and put it into a savings that you'll never touch. It's so easy in yachting when you've got this expendable income and it's fun, it's exciting, it's new, everything's paid for and you've got a great salary. It's so easy to just spend, spend, spend. 
I would definitely put 10% into some sort of savings account. And I know that's boring, but trust me, I wish I had done that from the very beginning because it would have made this bit of the journey easier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Save 10% of your income, no matter what. The second is, and I feel like before we jumped on, we talked about how personal development and mental health is really, we're becoming more vocal about it in the industry. And I absolutely love that. It would be to just keep working on your personal development, learn tools to deal with stress, to deal with other crew, because you're going to be put in situations where it's going to be stressful, no matter what. You're going to be put in situations with people from different walks of life that you might not always have had to deal with, good or bad. Just make sure you're leaving time to work on yourself. Like, Maybe in the mornings, have a nice routine, whether you go for a walk before you start work, or maybe you, I personally love journaling, and that might sound a bit woo-woo to people, and if I'd suggested this six years ago, I would have thought, Cherie, what are you talking about? But make time for you, whether it's in the morning or after work, because sometimes the boat can become your life, because you're living at work, you're working, you're living at your workplace, and it can become over-consuming. So make time for you, save 10% of your income and just have fun. Like enjoy it. It's such a great industry. You're going to meet so many new people. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And if there's one like book I could recommend that has absolutely changed my life and turned me from the most stressed out freaking yacht chef or chef in general to like, honestly, overnight, a lot calmer is how to stop worrying and how to start living by Dale Carnage. And my friends saw an instant, instant switch in me after reading that book. And I read it on board and it's just helped me deal with a lot of stressful situations that have come up in yachting, which do Mm -hmm. the boss wants dinner and 10 extra guests in 30 minutes, you know, or he surprises you in the shipyard or I don't know, just any situation that can come up. So Always work on yourself and save some of your salary because it can get easy to just spend, spend, spend. And then the third tip, I don't know if I'm allowed to do three, but I'll do it. Oh, go for it. <laughs> would, be to, would be to have an exit plan. And it doesn't mean that you're going to leave, leave yachting, but just think, where do you want to go in your career? Do you want to turn it? into an online course do you want to become a captain which is epic that's not an exit strategy but where do you want to go in this career is it the end game for you or do you want to do something after this because if you want to do something after this and either way is absolutely more than perfect I'm not saying there's a right or wrong here if you want to do something after this like creating your own brand creating your own product start thinking about it now start talking to other people and start putting wheels in motion even though you've just started yachting, just, you know, think about where you want to go. Where do you want to be in five, 10 years? I was talking to a captain a couple of months ago and, and he was saying a similar thing of figure out what you want your end destination to be. It's a bit yep. like, you know, being in a city and you jump into a taxi. If you say, take me west. Yeah, you kind of get in the direction, but you won't actually arrive where you want to go. So try and like figure out what that end destination actually is. Because if you actually know the street name, you get there a lot more easily than if you just kind of vaguely go west, you know? That's so true. 
That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Concise, yeah. Um, my final question is um, looking forward in the industry, uh, what would you like to see change or develop or be different or be better? What would be your yeah. passion for change? For moving forward? I could see it's kind of already started, but I would love to see like personal development, like the head of departments, especially like captains, chief officers, me as a chef, I'm always sharing personal development, but I would love to see some sort of like personal development training done within the industry, giving people tools to deal with stressful situations. You know, I'd love to see that becoming the normal. I'm yeah, I'm seeing it creep in. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about meditation, breathing techniques, journaling, and I absolutely love that. But I would love to see it being the norm. I'd love to see people being given tools because that's what changed my entire life years ago. So if that was the normal, that would just be incredible. I would love to see that. And that's why I talk about personal development on my social media platforms so much just to get the message out there and share things that have helped me in the hope that they might, even if they help one person, that is my job absolutely done, like day made. I would also love to see more sustainability. It's definitely getting better, but, you know, the amount of water bottles we're buying on board these days is just heartbreaking. The amount of plastic we use, those which there's just like these fantastic filtration systems yeah it sort of amazes me that we've still got plastic water bottles on board because they take up so much space I mean the the environmental and very often unless you really really have high grade you know Lapland water the water is not necessarily always the best from bottled water you know everyone thinks it's better but actually you know depending where you are sometimes it is better than tap water but um very yeah. often it if you compare it to really well filtered and remineralized filtered water it still won't compare exactly and i've got a water filter that i just travel with i take it to regattas i take it on the boats and it's so easy to just hook something up to your tap and then you've got your own water filtration mm-hmm. system so it not only saves you time and then it's backbreaking work to like bring six to 10 cases of water. So it's bad on your body, but yeah, the environmental impact with all that plastic is just insane. It's insane. So I'd love to see just plastic water bottles banned on yachts. It's We're getting better and people are becoming so much more conscious, which is amazing. And I love that. But if plastic water bottles were just banned, I would love to see that. Yeah, makes complete sense. Um, I, I am grateful to be back in Ireland because our water is actually very good after years in Mallorca, but I would have had this oh, yeah, conflict. Yeah, Mallorca, you, you know, <laughs> it's it, really it bad. had like kidney stones bad because <laughs> the water is yeah. so hard. Um, and, you know, it's this conflict because you can't really drink the water but unless you are in a house and you put in your own filtration system, it is a, uh, a really a good point. And uh, it still amazes me that we're still getting plastic water bottles, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, I've got That's an ionizer crazy. that just fits in my carry-on luggage. 
easy peasy. And I just, it's electric, you know, plug it in, connect it to the tap, but a bing, but a boom, you've got alkaline water. Yeah. Wonderful. Cherie, it was so lovely to meet you and catch up with you. And uh, as one of my final guests, it was a lovely way to conclude my jumping around the world. Where are you at the moment out of interest? Right now I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Florida, (laughs) a a big hub. So I wish you the- It's massive, yeah. It is. I wish you the (laughs) very best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, best of luck in all your many future enterprises because you strike me as a woman who- We'll just keep evolving new things as you go. (laughs) A hundred percent. Thank you so much for allowing me to jump on and share my story. I really had so much fun. We have been catching up with Cherie Murray, who is up for this year's A-Crew Crew Award nomination for both social influencer and entrepreneur. Stay well, stay safe, and thank you for listening. You're listening to Super Yacht Radio.